Want to know why your interiors or images don't look like the ones you see on your favorite social media feeds? What if I said I could let you know and show you what's missing and how to transform your spaces with clarity and confidence? The truth is creating beautiful interiors is simple when you know the right strategies, but most people go about it the wrong way. This is why I created the Styling Masterclass. It's the only program that simplifies the art and science of styling, giving you the clarity and confidence to take your interiors to the next level and attract your dream customers or clients so you can make your creative dreams finally possible. This is for you if you're an interior designer or photographer, have an Airbnb, a homeware shop or e-commerce business, and you want your interiors to look like the ones you see in your favorite books, magazines or Instagram accounts. Come learn how to style using my signature method so you can elevate any interior and create compelling imagery, which is your most effective marketing tool if you're selling a product or service in the world of interiors. Any successful business owner knows that styling is your secret weapon to cut through the visual noise, stand out from the crowd and grow your business. Styling is something that you don't want to leave to chance. In today's world, images are everything. This is why leading interior designers and architects always use stylists to finesse their spaces for photography to make sure they've got incredible imagery that they can use for their socials and website. Come learn how to make styling not only an essential element, an easy way to create content for your socials and website, but learn how it can propel the growth of your creative business. If you're serious about creating beautiful interiors and a business you love without struggling in obscurity, this is the program for you. I'm going to share my process and give insights that you're not going to get anywhere else because I've been working as a professional interior stylist for the past 15 years. The Styling Masterclass will give you that clarity and confidence you need to take action and connect with your dream customer or client so you can make your creative dreams possible. Go to nataliewalton.com forward slash next level to learn more and enroll now. Enrollments are open for only a short time. So please, if you're interested and you're ready to take your interiors to the next level, go to nataliewalton.com forward slash next level. There is a way that you can recognize what your constraints are and you can work with them. You can use them to fuel your creativity. There is actually so much positivity you can see in your current situation if you choose to. Welcome to Imprint, a podcast about creating a home and life you love. I'm Natalie Walton, an interior designer, stylist, and best-selling author focused on an holistic approach to homes. Each week, I'm sharing insights and interviews about the creative process to help you enhance both your interiors and well-being, as well as provide you with the tools and resources to make considered and sustainable choices with all that you create. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Imprint. I'm excited to have you here and joining me for today's topic. I know that This is one that comes up a lot because two of the most common struggles when it comes to creating a home and life that you really want and love is time and money. 
Now, this is something that comes up in so many different ways. And to be really honest, it doesn't matter where you're at on your journey. It really does sometimes feel like you can never have enough time and money. But most specifically, you know, maybe right now you're in a rental or you've just finished renovating and you feel like you've got no money to actually bring your home and spaces together. Perhaps you're in a small home and really struggling with even space or you've got children and, you know, you're paying for schooling or saving up for college funds. Maybe your family is on one income. And of course, you know, there are always changing economic circumstances, both, you know, personally and on the kind of the macro level as well. So I do think that, you know, these are two big topics that come up so often whenever we talk about trying to make some kind of improvement to our home or our lives. But let's just pause for a moment, because as I said, when will you have enough money? When will you have enough time? And I think it's really important to have really clear goalposts around and time and money, because if not, you know, maybe what you don't need is more time and money. I mean, of course, it's always nice to have that, but maybe what you actually need is a plan. And that's what I'm going to be sharing with you today, a plan to get more time and money. And I'm going to share a plan that was better than my first attempt at this. And, you know, maybe this might be you. So, you know, when I was very much first starting out on, you know, my journey of creating my home and sort of creating my own business, I just thought that all I had to do was just work harder and just, you know, fit more work into the, the hours of the day. And that would make sure that I was maximizing my time and, you know, making as much money as I could to meet the needs of my family. Well, let me tell you, it didn't work out very well, <laughs> that strategy. You know, I basically exhausted myself and ran myself to the ground. And certainly when I was working um, on the magazine, you know, I look back at that now and I think like, wow, when I was working there, I was employed as the deputy, deputy editor of the magazine. And then I put my hand up to do interior styling. Now, so many people, when it talks about, you know, like wanting to explore on a new career, I think sometimes we sort of think, well, you know, we just want somebody to pay us to do this thing straight out. To be really honest, for me, when I was working on the magazine, I put my hand to style shoots. I didn't get paid anymore. I was actually already doing a full time job as deputy editor, which let me tell you, on a monthly magazine that was at that point like a really good selling magazine for a huge magazine company like it was a full-on job and then I added styling and putting my hand up to style shoots which I did one of those once a fortnight and I mean even that was massive and then I would also take on freelance jobs for the advertising department to write copy for ad clients and advertorials because that would earn me some extra money because let me tell you, working for a magazine, you don't really get paid very much. So I was doing all of these different things. And, you know, like it was, like I said, you know, sometimes, you know, you never have enough time of money. Oh, yes. And of course, at the time I was also doing my blog and I was earning a little bit of money from advertising on my blog. So I was doing all the things, not necessarily in the smartest way, but I certainly did learn a lot during that time. So I'm not advising that you go down that strategy, 
But, you know, maybe for you, you'll just feel like you're busy doing all the things. And, you know, if you want to get anything done, maybe you just think, I'm just going to spin my wheels faster. Or you race around and you're multitasking, you're working late, you're working weekends. Um, and I think this is particularly true if you do have children. Often you're kind of having to get a bit scrappy about in terms of when you can work. So sometimes when I know for me, when my children were at that age where they were having like daytime naps and I was at home, you know, I would like be so productive in those two hours while they would have that midday sleep. Or I would have to work in the evenings because I was with the children all day. Or now because my children are all at school, like during school hours, I am so focused because I really want to maximize the amount of time. So even things like lunch, like I, I prepare my meals, you know, at the start of the week so that I can just quickly put something together and I'm not spending a lot of time like making lunch or going out to get lunch and all of those kind of things. So really making sure that I'm making the most of that time. Or maybe, you know, you just kind of don't really know where your time and money goes. You know, one day it's Monday and you're writing out your to-do list and then suddenly it's the end of the week and you feel as if you haven't achieved anything or that you're not getting any closer to your goals. Maybe that sounds like you, um, you know, maybe you put your hand up in the air. <laughs> you're like, yep, that's me. Or maybe you always feel like you're kind of on the back foot. that You just can't get ahead. You always feel like you're in catch up mode and you feel sort of exhausted and frustrated with yourself that you just don't feel like you're making any kind of meaningful progress. But what I've learned is that when you have a plan and follow a process, you can create more time and ultimately more money in your life too. And you can find up, you know, ways to either free up your money or make more of it. And this is one of the big lessons that I teach in, I've got a mini course in the Styling Masterclass class called Make Your Time Count. And basically I say like, when you learn how to manage your time, and this also applies to money, the right way you create more space for what you really want in your life. And I share a, um, a plan in that mini course, and I'm going to sort of share some of the key ideas with you today, because when we have a clear plan, we can learn how to focus on the right things in the right order, which helps us to feel more calm and confident. And I think, you know, this is the thing as well, isn't it, about, you know, um, how we spend our time and money. It can start to make us feel anxious or frustrated or overwhelmed. And when you're in that kind of state, when you're thinking like that, it's very hard to think clearly. And it's really hard to move into action because you're sort of, you just held down by this weight of the feeling within you. We can also learn how to simplify to multiply our time and create a system that makes life easier and more enjoyable. And I'm going to be sharing with you some ways that you can do that. And we can also learn how to work smarter, not harder to create more time and money freedom. And that um, has been a big goal of mine in you know, the past few years of really sort of trying to be smarter, not harder. Like I said, I used to just like think, you know, I would just work really, really hard. And that's how I will kind of make this all happen. But I've sort of since learned, no, actually... <laughs> I need to be a little bit smarter about how, how I do this. So again, I'm going to be sharing some strategies for that. And so, as I mentioned, you know, in the past couple of years, I've really changed my relationship with time. I've, you know, I've shared before that, you know, I used to stay up working really late. And even when I was working on my third book style, 
I really hit a point of thinking like something's got to change. I can't keep doing this. I can't just keep adding things to my plate. You know, and the truth is that time and money are so closely linked. When you're not spending your time wisely, you're often neglecting your earning capacity or you're not leveraging your time to make the most possible money in your available time. And so for me, I've really been focused on how I can be more intentional with my time. In a recent episode, which is called Learning How to Say No, um, and I'll link to that in the show notes, I shared how I've done this and how I've implemented some boundaries around my time. So like I said, I'll put a link in the show notes if you'd like to listen to that one. But the foundation of how I manage my time, like I said, is um, in this, this mini course within the Styling Masterclass, and it's called the Simplified Planning System. And this approach is something that you can apply to money too. So like I said, I'm going to apply um, or share some of the ideas that you can apply straight away to your own situation. So the first big idea that I want to share with you is that you need to measure to manage. So the first step is really about creating awareness. And there's a sort of a famous quote by um, a time management expert called, or ma- time management expert um, called Peter Drucker. And he says, what gets measured gets managed. And, you know, you can kind of take that one step further and say, like, what gets measured gets improved. There was a study um, or a series of studies, which was really fascinating. And they were called the Hawthorne studies. And basically, the goal was to study the relationship between workplace conditions and employee productivity and how changes in lighting conditions would impact worker productivity. And so what they discovered was that regardless of whether the lighting was improved or worsened, productivity still increased. They realized that it was because the workers were being observed, that in itself was what helped improve their behavior and increase their efforts. And so this then kind of went on to become known as the Hawthorne effect, And these studies were actually done like in the, I think it was like the 1920s and the 1930s. And the Hawthorne effect is a great example of how measurement and observation can lead to improvement. Basically, it's the phenomenon of how people will modify their behavior when they know they're being monitored. So, I mean, this works in so many different ways. I mean, you know, there are studies just that say that Like if you want to lose weight, then you should track your weight, you know, like measure your or weigh yourself every day or, you know, measure your waist or however you want to do it. Because when you are just even just that the very fact of tracking that, it makes you become more aware. I know for my um, my stepfather, he's got diabetes. And so he, you know, throughout the day, he's always checking his blood sugar levels. And, you know, you become so in tune, you know, and even he'll sometimes like have you know a sort of some kind of sweet treat or whatever and he's like oh I know like and he knows like he knows exactly what's going to happen because you know he's been measuring it so much and I know for me that um you know I go through periods of tracking my time and it really is amazing even just like doing the exercise of tracking you sort of start to like, oh, well, I better get back straight back into it because (laughs) you know that you've got to make, you know, an improvement that you're, this is something that you're really conscious of. The same goes for um, tracking screen time. And if you haven't done this, I know I've mentioned it before in the podcast, but I would really recommend that you track your screen time 
And, you know, it's, it's this idea of gamifying it. And so I'm, I'm constantly trying to improve like my previous week's performance. And occasionally due to various reasons, you know, I might be um, promoting my course or doing other things um, or, you know, doing some research. And, and so, you know, it blows out. And then um, I will then have like, okay, this next week, I've got to like, I've got to get it right back down. And, and so like, I really set myself the challenge of, you know, how much can I get it to go down like every day and then overall over the week. And it's just, it's, I mean, it's, it's mind blowing how so easily, and you know, I am very conscious of how much time I spend on my phone. And even with that, um, I can see just how much time gets wasted on my phone. And, you know, I, I have kind of commented in previous episodes as well about, you know, school apps. And it's funny because I saw an, a headline on um, the Sydney Morning Herald, for those of you who are in Australia and, uh, you know, somebody was complaining about, um, you know, parent apps. And it's just when, you know, I've got four children. And so you can imagine like trying to actually, you know, keep on top of four different school apps. And I was saying to my husband, like, can't we just go back to like having a piece of paper and just saying on this day, you need to do this thing, or you need to pay this money, or you need to do like volunteer for this thing. And like, how simple would that be rather than having to go through 500 messages to find out one piece of information? To me, it's like a classic example of how um, technology, you know, in, in some ways, you know, it's supposed to foster community within the school or like, create, you know, simplify. And it has not simplified anything. It's actually made it more complicated and it's a massive time suck. And as you can see, I feel quite passionate about this. Um, but, you know, there are so many ways that when you start creating that awareness, you realize how much time is wasted. So, you know, if you are struggling with time, really monitor how you are spending your time. You know, it's it seems so obvious, but, and it's so easy to think, yeah, 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 yeah. I would, you know, I really, <laughs> I really, really encourage you to do it. Even if you do it for just one day, you will really, you, I'm sure you'll be quite surprised with, um, with the results. So the second big idea that I wanted to share with you is to create a values filter. So what does this mean? It means that you need to spend your time and money intentionally. It is so easy to just spend, you know, your time or your money without even realizing it. I've talked about this a little bit in relation to time, but, you know, let's take a look at how this can work in relation to money. So, you know, as with the rest of the world, interest rates have been going up in Australia. You know, some mortgage payments are more expensive right now, you know, and I think everyone in general has been tightening their belt buckles a little bit. And so, you know, as a family, so have we, you know, we've been more conscious of, okay, well, our mortgage repayments are going up. So we're going to have to just, you know, be a little bit more conscious of how we're spending our money. And um, we were saying to our children, because on a Sunday, most Sundays, we go surfing as a family. And after surfing, we used to always go to a local cafe called the Top Shop. And, um, and we've got six people in our family. So to go there, let's just say it's, you know, $100 for six of us to go and have lunch at the Top Shop. Um, I think it's usually around that, you know, sometimes it's a bit more or a bit less, but let's just say it's a hundred dollars. And cause the children were saying, well, we want to go to the top shop. And so we had to explain, well, actually, you know, we're just trying to save some of our money at the moment. Um, 
because, you know, and we were talking about, we've got a trip coming up at the end of the year as well. So we want to save money for that. And, um, and so I was explaining to my daughter, I said, well, you know, it costs about a hundred dollars a week to go there. So how much is that going to cost if it's over, you know, a month over four weeks. And so she's doing the math. So yeah, $400 a month. And I said, so $400 a month. So if there's 12 months in a year, well, how much is that costing us a year to go there for lunch? And then she went, that's a lot of money. <laughs> so, you know, just in case you're not doing quick maths or whatever, you know, I mean, it's basically about $5,000 a year on going out for lunch on a Sunday. Now, you know, and it's just like, I mean, of course, it's a fun, nice thing to do as a family, but now we just have pancakes at home. So, you know, I want you to think like for you, if that was a similar situation, you know, maybe you're doing, you've been doing something like what could you spend $5,000 a year on? What would be, and another good way to think of it is what would be a better investment of your money? So a better question is how could you leverage that money? Because of course you could just spend that money. You could just spend that money on a sofa or a nice weekend away. But if you actually leverage that money, you could use that money to get your money back. So you could um, perhaps if you do have a business, you could hire a virtual assistant and, um, you know, with that time that you save, you know, from you doing tasks like responding to emails or other things, you could spend that time working in other areas of your business, perhaps to get more clients or to market your product or service. Or if you're not at that stage yet, you know, you could invest that money in a course that could help you earn money doing what you love. So, you know, that's like a different way to think about how you can spend your time or how you can spend your money. And it's a way that you can actually claim back your time and money and leverage it. So you're not just getting it back, but you're getting it back with compounding interest, meaning it's just going to keep paying you back over and over again. And, um, you know, I mean, there's so many great examples of this. There's a quote by, I think it's Benjamin Franklin, and he says something like, um, you know, oh, knowledge compounds over, oh, the, the interest on, on knowledge compounds over time. Like it's just when you invest in knowledge, you will just keep getting it back like tenfold and tenfold and tenfold year after year after year. So, you know, it is such a great way to invest your money or to spend that money in a different way. So I would really encourage you to, you know, if you haven't done this exercise to create a value filter for how you want to spend your money and then leverage those savings, you know, invest that time and money well, so you can simplify to multiply your money. The third big idea that I wanted to share with you is to focus on your big rocks first. So what do I mean by this? There was this idea, I think it was like Rockefeller, someone like that, who he had this idea of like, basically, you know, you have a jar and in the jar, you should always put your big rocks first and then put smaller ones around it and then put the pebbles and then add the sand. And this is, you know, the most effective way to, um, you know, you know, do anything really like spend your time, spend your money, like, So basically you focus on your big goals first or your big plans first. So, you know, as I said, focus on what's most important to you first. Beware wasting time and money on the trivial things in life. As I said, you know, you can waste hours on your phone. You can waste hours on school apps. I've already spoken about that. You can waste a huge amount of um, time and money if you don't meal prep or plan your family meals. 
Um, you know, that's something that we do at the start of every week is that, you know, as much as possible, we try and work out, you know, what it's going to be the, um, you know, like what it's going to be our weekly meal plan, um, having the ingredients, like what can we prep beforehand, prepping our lunches. And, you know, it sounds so simple and obvious, but if you don't do this, like just kind of going, like spending every afternoon going and getting a few extra ingredients for that night's meal, like, you know, it's 15 minutes here, 15 minutes there. Like when you're doing that five times a week, you start adding up that time. It makes a difference. Like there are so many simple ways that you can really, you know, make the most of your time and really um, make sure that you're not spending it, like I said, on those trivial things. And then you can really leverage your time in a better way of what you're, the savings that you're making on that. So like I said, um, there are so many ways that you can save time and money when you start paying attention and really trying to make some improvements. And um, I'd also just say, be careful that you're not using time and money as an excuse. I know this might sound harsh um, and it's said with love, but this is, you know, this is what I say to myself. I often used to point the finger of, you know, my life, you know, and basically sort of go like it's my circumstances or it's because of other people or, or whatever. And, you know, this is a story, you know, for another day, but about 15 years ago, I had a situation in my life that wasn't good or healthy. And basically I was pointing the finger at other people um, and my circumstances. And I, I really had to learn to take responsibility that I got for the results in my life. And, you know, so now whatever comes my way, I always ask myself, like, what can I do to improve this situation? And, you know, I don't give up. I don't blame other people. I don't blame the government. I don't blame the internet, you know, but instead I think, you know, like, how can I put myself in charge here? And I'm only sharing this because, you know, it was such a huge mindset shift that I had to overcome. And it was, it was hard, you know, it was one, but it was also one of the most helpful exercises that I went through. It's something that I can use over and over again. And, you know, I hope it helps you if you're struggling to see the positive in your situation right now. I want you to know that there is another way. And I also just want to remind you that, you know, everyone has restraints on their time and money, but not everyone uses this as an excuse. Instead, you know, there is a way that you can recognize what your constraints are and you can work with them. You can use them to fuel your creativity. There is actually so much positivity you can see in your current situation if you choose to. So let's just take a quick recap at some of the ideas that I've shared with you today. And the first one is that um, it's really important to measure, um, to manage with both your time and money. So, you know, what, um, what you pay attention to, you know, will become improved. And it's, it's really easy to just kind of sit on the sidelines saying like, I just don't have enough time or I just don't have enough money, but there are um, so many things that you can do to, to overcome this. The second idea I wanted to share with you is to create a value filter for yourself. It's going to look different for you to what it might look like for me. So you need to do this exercise. You need to get clear on what's most important to you and use that as a filter for how you spend time. And just, you know, be aware that you're not living your life based on other people's expectations of you in terms of how you spend your time. Like you set your agenda first and what's important to you 
and then the other elements can fall into place. And then the third idea was to focus on your big rocks first. So focus on, you know, your, in terms of your time and money, you know, those really big and most important things that um, in terms of how you spend, you know, those precious assets and resources of yours. So, you know, make sure that you're, you're spending them intentionally. So I would, you know, I hope that this has been valuable for you and um, I would love to hear from you as always. So, you know, you can send me a DM on Instagram or you can leave a review or a five-star rating, you know, and I'd love for you to just take action on at least just one thing today. You know, even if for the rest of today, depending on when you're listening to this or, you know, if maybe it's in the evening um, tomorrow, but just track your time. You can do it in the, the notes app of your phone just with a pencil and a piece of paper. Um, you can do it on a Google sheet. Um, there are so many different ways that you can track how you spend your time or even just, you know, make sure that you've got the screen time um, app on your phone so that you can monitor it in that way. I have it on my iPhone and it's just, it's, I just swipe to the left and I can see every single day, like how much time um, I've been spending. So like, let's have a quick look. I'm just having a look at the moment. So like for today so far, it's been 39 minutes um, on my phone and it says 22 are from health and fitness. I've got no idea what that was, <laughs> but um, some of that time has been from listening to podcasts because I do like to listen to podcasts while I clean up the kitchen. So, you know, I mean, of course there are going to be amount of time that you spend on your phone, but just make sure that you're spending on something that's worthwhile and that's nourishing you and nurturing you and helping you to reach your goals. Um, now, if you would like to, you know, take these ideas further, as I said, as part of my course, I do have an entire mini course dedicating to um, how to manage your time and how to make it count. And I actually have like this one sheet planner. I mean, I feel like it's worth the value of everything in itself of like literally how I plan my entire year and then each quarter and then my weekly system for like how I plan my time. And all of those resources are in this mini course, which is as part of the Styling Masterclass when you enroll in that. So uh, enrollments are open for just a few short days. So if that is something that you would love to have, you know, as a resource to help you to, to really get this right once and for all, then um, I can't wait to share that with you. So, um, but wherever you are on your journey, you know, I hope that you found this episode really valuable and I look forward to connecting again with you soon. All of the links and info for this episode are at nataliewalton.com forward slash podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so that you can get a direct download of the latest episode. And I really appreciate when you take a minute to rate and review, as well as share the love with someone you know who might benefit from this episode or on social media. If you'd like to access a range of free resources, come visit my website, nataliewalton.com. Thank you to Jaeger Media for producing this podcast. And I would also like to acknowledge the people of the Bundjalung Nation where it was recorded and pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging. I look forward to connecting again soon. I'm Natalie Walton and you've been listening to Imprint. Imprint.